Welcome to Misty 101 podcast. We hope that you enjoy this episode of our podcast. Card got declined mom outraged after she was hit with £1,300 internet bill from E. Kate told rip-off Britain presenter Gloria Hunniford that alarm bells started to ring when she was shopping for Christmas presents last December and her card was declined. When she checked her account she saw E had taken a staggering pound 1,3000, nearly 50 times what she would usually pay. The mum from Immingham in Lincolnshire appeared on Rip-Off Britain earlier today after receiving the shock bill of £1,300 from EE. Kate had previously purchased a EE portable Wi-Fi dongle so her children could connect to the internet from their family camp Irvine while away from home. She told the show, I was actually ordering Christmas presents and my card got declined. I thought that was really strange so I looked at my account and I had a £1,300 bill come out for me. She continued, I thought, how on earth could that happen? Kate's bill is usually around £33 so she went to the storage unit where the Camp Irvin was to check on the Wi-Fi unit, but it had disappeared. She added, it must have been stolen, that's the only explanation that there could be. I was very, very disappointed to find that someone had done this. It was heartbreaking to be honest Kate added. EE explained that wherever the dongle now was someone had been using a lot of internet on, going way above her monthly data allowance. However, because she didn't report it within the first 24 hours of it being stolen, they refused to give her the money back. Kate said, I was outraged and shocked. I thought as a victim of crime they would have been more understanding. A complaint to the Ombudsman Service found in EE's favour concluding that it was Kate's responsibility to monitor her bills. The programme spoke to EE which said it was very sorry to hear about her situation. However, it added the Ombudsman had ruled it was within its rights to maintain charges as it was the customer's responsibility to look after their device and report it stolen. An EE spokesperson said, We're very sorry to hear about what happened to Mrs. Hales and that her device was stolen. They continued, We have reviewed her complaint thoroughly and as a gesture of goodwill have made an offer to halve her total bill under the circumstances. The show's consumer rights expert Martin James said EE should have helped more. He told the program, It is very clear her usage of the dongle has increased dramatically from her usual monthly fee to well over £1,000. That is an extraordinary amount of consumption and should have flagged up warnings. I faced death and fled Kurdistan for a life in London now the fear I'll be deported to Rwanda is shattering my hopes. A teenager who was forced to flee Kurdistan with his dad to save his life says the Home Office's decision to send asylum seekers to Rwanda has shattered all of his hopes and dreams. Mara Asterisk says hearing about the government's plans has left him worried. The 18-year-old arrived to the UK at the end of 2020 after a difficult two-month journey from Kurdistan, which left him traumatised. He travelled by boat and throughout the journey, barely had any idea where he was as he was taken by smugglers to the UK.
Mara says if he had stayed in Kurdistan, he would have faced death due to discrimination against the Kurdish community in Iran. Speaking to My London, he said talking about the traumatic journey is difficult for him and he has received therapy because of it. He said, I was born into a political family, my grandpa was a commander in Kurdistan and my aunts and others are in parties. I had to leave for my safety and a better future or even a future at all, as AI would not have been saved because I am Kurdish. For a year I tried not to think about my journey as it was very traumatic, it took about two months, you have no idea how your family are, you just have to follow what the people helping you travel say, you pay them to take you out of the country. I arrived to the UK at the end of 2020. The situation in Kurdistan is reportedly difficult for the Kurdish community, ethnic minority groups including Kurds and Azeris are disproportionately detained and more harshly sentenced for acts of political dissidence, according to a July 2019 report from the United Nations Special Rapporteur on Human Rights in Iran, reports Reuters. Mara lives in central London with his father who travelled with him. He is currently waiting to hear back about his legal status but says the news of Rwanda has been tough on him. He said, we came here and we left our country for a chance at life. We have hopes and then the country which we are relying on to help us and accept us are now turning us away. If a human comes to another land not even another planet and they are turning us away while we are seeking safety and a future. We try to do our best to give back to society, if I get papers in the UK, I want to be a police officer. I know the government have said they will send people who arrived after 2022 to Rwanda, I'm not one of them but if I get a refusal I could be sent there. After we arrived here we had hope of being alive but now it has all been ruined, truly what is life without hope? The UK Home Office has confirmed that the first group of migrants will be informed of the government's intention to relocate them to Rwanda in the coming days. Migrants who crossed the channel will be among those to be notified by the Home Office that they face a one-way ticket to the East African nation. In April, the government announced the new immigration policy which will see asylum seekers who cross the channel in small boats sent for processing to Rwanda, where they will have the right to apply to live. Following the £120 million economic deal being struck, Cash for each removal is expected to follow. Mom left in shock after taking family to the chippy. A woman had her faith in humanity restored after a visit to the local chippy. The mum had been having a bad week and had taken a trip to Haydock Place Chip Shop in St. Helens, Merseyside with her cousin and children. The family took a seat outside the chippy after ordering their food. They had gone for a trip out to get out of the house and go somewhere new as reported by the Liverpool Echo. However, after going back to pay for their order, they couldn't believe what staff told them. A kind stranger had already paid for their order in full and left, in an act that made their weak. With the mum unable to thank the kind woman in person, she took to Facebook to try to track her down. In a post, she said, 
just want to put a thank you post on here and hope it reaches the lovely woman. Myself and my cousin were just at Haydock Place Chippy on Sherlock Ave with the kids in the prams. We ordered ours and the kids meals and waited outside. Some lady came outside, looked at my son in the pram spoke to us only for a second, we walked back in the chippy to collect the food once it was done and to pay. The chippy told us that she had paid for our food. By the time we came to pay for the food she had been gone a while so we couldn't say thank you or anything. So if you are reading this we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We both haven't had the best of weeks and have been feeling down. We met up today to get the kids to the park for an hour so we both did something different than sitting at home dwelling on the bad times. And to be told that some random kind lady has paid for our food has honestly made our whole week. It put a massive smile on our face and restored our faith in humanity. Such a kind soul. Ukraine will get worse for isolated Russia, analyst says on state TV. One military analyst had a brutally frank message for viewers of Russian state television, the war in Ukraine will get much worse for Russia, which is facing a mass mobilization supported by the United States while Russia is almost totally isolated. Since President Vladimir Putin ordered the, the 24th of February invasion of Ukraine, Russia state media, and especially state television, have supported the Kremlin's position. Few dissenting voices have been given airtime. That appeared to have changed on Monday night when one well-known military analyst gave a blunt assessment to Russia's main state television channel of what Putin casts as the special military operation. You should not swallow informational tranquilizers Mikhail Khudaryanok, a retired colonel, told the 60 Minutes talk show on Rossiya 1 hosted by Olga Skabeva, one of the most pro-Kremlin journalists on television. The situation, frankly speaking, will get worse for us said Khudaryanok, a regular guest on state TV who gives often candid assessments of the situation. He said that Ukraine could mobilize one armed million men. Khudaryanok, a military columnist for the Gazeta.ru newspaper and a graduate of one of Russia's elite military academies, cautioned before the invasion that such a step would not be in Russia's national interests. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has killed thousands of people displaced millions more and raised fears of the most serious confrontation between Russia and the United States since the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis. The war has also shown the post-Soviet limits of Russia's military, intelligence and economic power, despite Putin's attempts to bolster his armed forces, the Russian military has fared badly in many battles in Ukraine. An encirclement of Kyiv was abandoned and Russia has turned its focus instead towards trying to establish control over Ukraine's eastern Donbas region. The West has supplied billions of dollars of arms to Ukrainian forces. Losses are not publicly reported but Ukraine says Russian losses are worse than the 15,000 Soviets killed in the Soviet-Afghan War of 1979-1989. 
the desire to defend one's motherland in the sense that it exists in Ukraine, it really does exist there and they intend to fight to the last coup Darianok said before he was interrupted by Skabeva. The biggest strategic consequences of Russia's invasion to date have been the unusual unity of the United States European allies and bids by Sweden and Finland to join the U.S.-led NATO military alliance. Kudaryanok said Russia needed to see the reality. The main thing in our business is have a sense of military-political realism, if you go beyond that then the reality of history will hit you so hard that you will not know what hit you he said. Don't wave rockets in the direction of Finland for goodness sake, it just looks rather funny he said. Russia, he said, was isolated. The main deficiency of our military political position is that we are in full geopolitical solitude and, however we don't want to admit it, practically the whole world is against us, and we need to get out of this situation. Russia shown firing thermobaric missiles capable of vaporizing human bodies. Dramatic footage shows devastating thermobaric missiles capable of ripping through people's organs raining down on areas held by Ukraine. These weapons are far more dangerous than conventional explosives, and can vaporize the bodies of people close by. Also known as aerosol, fuel air or vacuum bombs, they work by spraying a flammable fuel vapor in the surrounding area. The cloud left hanging in the air is then ignited by a second blast, triggering a huge fiery explosion and devastating shockwave. It creates a vacuum that sucks in surrounding oxygen and is powerful enough to suck the air out of people's lungs. Footage of the airstrike is believed to have been taken by a Russian UAV drone. It was shared on Telegram channels and defense expert Rob Lee. Unlike cluster bombs, Thermobaric missiles are not banned under international law, but their use is strictly regulated under rules of armed conflict. They cannot be used against military targets in a way that may endanger the civilian population or in a way that the damage they would cause would be excessive to the military advantage gained or where they would cause unnecessary suffering the UK's Ministry of Defence said. It is not clear exactly what is being struck in the latest footage of these weapons being used against Ukraine. Earlier this month, Russia is thought to have used these weapons on the besieged Azovstal steel plant the last Ukrainian stronghold in the southern port city of Mariupol. Yesterday Ukraine's defense ministry confirmed that an operation to evacuate the remaining fighters in the steel works was underway. Troops from the far-right Azov battalion and Ukrainian marines had fiercely stood their ground against Russian attacks for nearly three months. Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister Hanna Milya said 53 severely wounded troops were being treated at hospital in the Russian-controlled town of Novozovsk. Another 264 wounded Ukrainian fighters have been taken to Olenivka, Indonesk through humanitarian corridors, she said. She said the newly evacuated troops had been exchanged for captured Russian soldiers. How troops being treated in Novozovsk will be transferred back to Ukrainian territory remains unclear. We hope that you have enjoyed our podcast we thank you for your support. 
We hope to see you again next time.